It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Red Sox Precap Podcast, a podcast from the Old Monster Podcast Network, where we recap the series that just ended, preview the series that's about to start, and boy, we finally have a good one to recap here. Red Sox finally got a series win, uh, although perhaps the uh, the Game 3, the one that we are now podcasting right after, mm-hmm. um, wasn't the best to be podcasting after. But overall, good news, Bailey. Yes. Good news. Good series. Uh, I'm your host, Keaton Rocher. I realize I forgot that part. Uh, joined, <laughs> as always, by Bailey Von Schneider. So hopefully uh, you realize that if you've listened to this before. If not, <laughs> well, there you go. Now you know who's here. Uh, let's dive on in. Yeah, so uh, we had game one. We had uh, Nick Pavetta go against Dan, uh, Dane Dunning. And um, Pavetta, I mean, I said he was going to be the MVP. And, I mean, seven innings, one run, three hits, one walk, four Ks. It really looks like, you know... Maybe it was actually mechanics early on in the season, and he's starting to really figure it out. I mean, that was just fantastic. And then we had Cutter Crawford. He finished it off with two shutout innings. The Sox offense came to life finally, thank God, 10 hits. Um, We had two for J.D. Martinez, two from Bogarts, who also added two RBI. Um, Every starter had a hit except for JBJ, which, I mean, that's fine. That's how the offense should be. If JBJ isn't getting a hit but everybody else is, it's fine. Um, Do You know, it's like thinking, like, do we think that this was, like, was this the game that you think, like, Pavetta is really going to 
figure it out and start to continue to pitch well. I'm really hoping because I it was it was a great game from him. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I do too. I mean, mm-hmm. the the first few starts were awful, and he talked yeah. about kind of the mechanical yeah. changes that he needed to make, and he was mm-hmm. kind of feeling things out. And he mentioned, and um, I think it was like the his third start that he felt like he finally found found something, and his starts had been getting better. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of felt like finally we were uh, we had him going up against a lineup that um, has been very underwhelming, uh, and yes. this was really a great chance for him to kind of right the ship and get things going. He was able to get through seven innings, only allowed oh. three hits, one walk, four Ks. I mean, we'd like to see a little bit more, but um, given the rest of the line, it was fantastic. And this is exactly, I think, something that he can build on and you know take that confidence going forward and, and continue to build on this and just kind of. Hopefully things just will continue to get better. ERA is almost under five now, mm-hmm. which um, Took a for while. a very long time was <laughs> near twenty. So yeah. it's putting yeah. a lot of work to get this down to near five. So uh, this was exactly what he needed. And it's like if this is the type of like stat that you can get from somebody, like obviously he's not the five now because like, you know, but it's like you go into the season thinking that this is somebody who's going to probably be your fourth or fifth starter. If you can get seven innings of one run ball from your number four or your number five, like that is, that is a deep, deep rotation. And that's potentially something that the Red Sox could be working towards. I thought that, you know, outside of obviously today, we didn't actually have a starter go, but like the, the two games where we actually had starters go, I was so impressed with our starting pitching. And so it's like, if the starting pitching can really come together and this offense can come together, but there is also the question about like, what is going on with, you know, who's hitting leadoff again? Because this was the problem that we faced for a good deal of last season when Kike was just not hitting to the the way that we thought he could. And then all of a sudden he just like went off and he really became this like formidable piece to the, you know, the top of the lineup. But now we have him hitting under 200, but he's still hitting leadoff for, you know, a majority of the time. I know they played around with Story for a bit and it's just like, is Story the better option to hit leadoff? Um, I like Kike. I really don't even know what's going on with Kike this year. It's just, it's been bad. And it's like, do we need yeah. someone else to hit leadoff really for the team? Story, I think, would be the my preferred option. Mm-hmm. And I think that he would be a better option. However, currently he is also hitting under 200. Yes. <laughs> I yes. don't and know he strikes if... out a ton. Yeah, so I don't know if right now... That obviously makes a lot of sense. I don't think um, they really have a better option, uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, which is kind of a bummer. Maybe Jaron Duran, but I don't know. It doesn't seem like they want him to call him up for the long term yet. Mm-hmm. So perhaps uh, later in the year, if and when he gets the call there uh, and is getting every day at bats, they can give him a run um, to try and see if leadoff sticks there. Uh, might not be a bad thing with the adjustments that he's made and the success he's been having at AAA to just get him to see a bunch of pitches. Yeah. Uh, with Devers and Martinez and Bogarts all hitting behind him, he would definitely get pitches to hit. So uh, perhaps. But, yeah, I, <laughs> I I don't think that continuing to bat Kike Hernandez there makes sense, but I also don't think that right now they don't have any other options. So Yes. Uh, sure. If they want to keep flip-flopping between the two um, with Hernandez and Story, uh, I don't think I have a problem with it uh, until one of them figures it out and starts to 
hit something closer to like 250. <laughs> yeah. Or some, or just get on base. Like I've no, I'm not a big, yeah. I'm a person that's like, I will say that I think that for the most part, the irrelevancy of batting average, because I'm an OBP person. Like I just want, I want my, I want my leadoff guy to get on base. And like, they're just not getting, they're not, it's not even like, oh, you're not really hitting for average, but you're like taking a bunch of walks. Like they're not doing that. They're not getting on base. I need yeah. somebody that's going to get on base, you know? Yep. Yeah. And that's, yeah, they just don't really have another option there. Mm-hmm. Uh, game two, Red Sox get the win 11-3. to three. Mm-hmm. Hill versus Otto was the matchup there. Uh, Rich Hill, six innings pitched, seven hits, two runs, zero walks, Damn. four strikeouts. Saramura, Barnes, and Diekman finished it off, all each tossing a shutout inning. Mm-hmm. The offense kept things rolling here, 14 hits. Uh, every starter had a hit except Story. <laughs> And six players had multiple hits. Uh, Devers, JD, Franchi, Vasquez, Dalbuck, and JBJ all had two hits apiece. Mm-hmm. And we had dingers from Devers and JD. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of started to allude to it there in the, the first one there, but mm-hmm. uh, you liked Hill's start. Oh, my God. I was like, because, um, you know, I, I've been working and doing things. So, like, I was catching the games later and I was, you know, going through. And I'm just like, as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, my God, like, we're in the sixth and he's still in here. And, you know, he got, yeah. like, hit around a little bit in the sixth. But, like, what more can we ask from, like, Rich Hill and Nick Pavetta going seven and then going in six? Like, this is, I mean, come on. Like, we can't really ask for more than this. And he was really economical with his pitches too. going, like going into the six, he was still like really low pitch count. I mean, come on. Like we, those, those two games, we could not ask for more from our starting pitching. I was so impressed. Yeah, absolutely. Especially knowing that we were going into a bullpen day for game three, needed big starts, needed guys to get deep into the game. That's exactly what they got. And that was a huge lift. Mm -hmm. Um, it is a small sample size. Yes. It is only 38 plate appearances across 11 games. But speaking of OBP, Franchi's got a 361 OBP. And he has more walks than strikeouts, which is pretty surprising. So uh, adding on to his two-hit night, he also walked, scored three runs, and added an RBI. Uh, is Franchi the relief the bottom of the lineup needs right now, or is this kind of just fun with small sample sizes? I mean, you could always say it's small sample sizes, but I think like if you just look at the idea of like he's walking more than he's striking out, like he's he's showing that he's taking everything that, you know, he was learning down in AAA and he is becoming a better hitter. I mean, like the, the truth is like there there is potential there. And so many people just jumped on him because he struggled. And then when he went down to AAA, people are saying, oh, is this just a quadruple A player? It's like, no, I don't think we really allowed him to really come into the player that he potentially is. And then you had the Andrew Benintendi stands that are just like wild. And I mean, come on, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a woman who loves me some Andrew Benintendi. I'm not going to lie when it comes to certain things, but the idea of like, (laughs) Andrew Benintendi being like, some people treated this like a Mookie Betts trade, which I've never understood by any stretch of any imagination. So the idea of like, or believing it was was a 1-1 trade when they actually got more assets for Benintendi as well. And if Franchi can just come in and, especially if he's, if they're just going to use him, let's say at first base, um, you know, against a righty and like platoon with Dahlbeck and allow the two of them to come together to sort of form one formidable piece at first i mean we can't really ask for more i've been very impressed with what franchi's done same very very impressed and 
I mean, really all the bottom of the lineup, I I felt all they needed was just one person mm-hmm. to really kind of be able to get a hit when they needed a hit. Yeah. Um, and there was a sequence in this game that I really, really loved. Uh, Trevor Story drew a walk, stole a second base, and then Franchi just got the bat on the ball, pushed it to right field. Story came around to, st- to score on the single. And it mm-hmm. was just like beautiful baseball at its finest. Yeah, and everything like, about him looks like a good, like he looks like a great baseball player because he's got that beautiful lefty swing. He has this raw power. He has this speed. So if you could put it all together, this is potentially a, a really solid baseball player. Yep. And just need to keep it rolling. Absolutely. And um, so we can roll into today's game, which was um, a little bit depressing. You know, we were talking about how great everything was looking. And then, you know, you're thinking to yourself, I know what Martin Perez has been for the last two seasons. One of the worst pitchers to ever step foot on a major league mound. But somehow this year, he's just, um, I don't know, Max Scherzer. So we go into the game. It is our bullpen game. We knew that we were going to throw Austin Davis out there. Austin Davis did his job. He did like the the two innings. No, didn't give up anything. Um, Then we had Houck come in um, three innings. He gave up a run. And then Ryan Brazier, why are you still on a major league mound? Four runs in an inning. Um, Danish came in uh, two innings, two runs. Um, But the, the big talking point is how in the heck is Martin Perez pitching as well as he is? Like, I have no clue. Um, uh, and this, this was super frustrating because uh, it wasn't like the Red Sox weren't getting to him. They did have five hits. They yeah. stranded 17 men on base, true, which is true. super frustrating. Yep. Um, the seven strikeouts, though, in six innings for Perez is just kind of – that shows you that the Red Sox were pretty confident. They knew what Perez was, too. Went up there being aggressive and just whiffed. Yeah, and like, that's the thing. It's like, why are we? Why are you trying to be aggressive against Martin Perez? Let's like let him let him pitch himself into a jam. And yeah, like yep. you say, seventeen men on base. You're just letting him off the hook. And like with the exception of Devers having three hits, like nothing else happened in this game today. And it's like you're allowing yourself yep. to lose seven to one against Martin Perez is almost unforgivable. Like I don't really know. Yeah, a little bit. But at least the offense has been looking better. Like, you know, we won a series. Like, we still need to get that sweep under us. Don't know when it's going to come. It will eventually come. But at least yep. there's just, I don't know, there's, I don't know, there's glimmers of hope, you know. And is this, like, a confidence booster for them moving forward? Are they able to, you know, take this and go into the next series and play well, even though the Astros have been playing extremely well so it could be difficult um i don't know but at least this is i felt like this was an encouraging series for me at least yeah i think there's no shame in meeting expectations you Mm -hmm. don't always have to exceed and i think both of us were just looking for the red Sox to score a bunch of ones and runs and win Mm -hmm. the series and they did and so that feels good. While it, it's annoying that then Martin, Martin Perez is the one that ended up getting the best of them. Um, that is frustrating. But yes. can't let that sour the Red Sox scoring, mm-hmm. you know, 19 runs in a three-game series and winning the series. Even yeah. though, you know, it was against inferior competition, but that was what we were expecting. True. And then they You're met our expectations. You're supposed yeah. to win a series against the Texas Rangers. So they did their job, really. Yeah. And I think that that's the, the part that feels good about this series because mm-hmm. 
we thought that was going to happen going into the series against Baltimore, right? And then they got their butt kicked in games two and three. And yeah. it felt awful. Yeah. So we needed them to come into this series, score a bunch of runs, win the series. It's exactly what they did. And it's exactly what they need to, to build on. This is not going to be an easy series with the Astros because Astros are kind of on just an absolute tear right now. Um, so it, it's probably going to be more frustrating than not. But I think mm-hmm. there's probably going to be some positives that we can take away going ahead beyond looking at the competition that's coming. So um, overall, I'm happy with the series. I feel good about it. I feel like it's yeah. a step in the right direction. And the offense can keep building on this. Same. I feel the same. Um, I think you gave it away. Uh, Pavetta was your choice for MVP. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I mean, amazing. Like what more could we have asked from him? Like, again, you said it was inferior competition, but even though it's inferior competition, like there is still like a Corey Seager in that lineup. Um, of course, I don't know what the heck is going on with Marcus Semien, but at one point, like you would believe that that's a two headed monster that you, you got to pitch against guys that at least we believe on paper are, good baseball players. So overall, I was impressed with what Pivetta did. Yeah. Um, our predictions for MVP for this series, you had picked Pivetta, I had picked Devers, and we both picked for our MVP this series, Pivetta and Devers. We're, we're just good at this. <laughs> we're just good yeah. at this. <laughs> yeah, Devers uh, hits in all three games, yeah. the home run in game two, three hits in this uh, What a this home one run, today. too. Right off, that, like, right off that pole. It was beautiful. It was a thing of beauty. <laughs> Yeah, I love those. I love a good doink. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll take a quick break, come back, and preview the series against the Astros. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're up to the minute. Standings. The AL East. New York Yankees are in first. 15, uh, 25 and 9. <laughs> Uh, the Rays are in second, 21 and 14. Blue Jays, 18 and 17 in third. Orioles, 14 and 21. Red Sox, half a game back, 13 and 21. Now go uh, to play the Astros, who are 23 and 12. First in the AL West, and uh, they're on like an absolute, they've won nine out of their last uh, 10 games. Uh, and I believe we're on like a 13 game win streak. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. At home or something absurd like that. So they're, uh, they're hot. They're, still they're very good. hot. <laughs> they sure are. Uh, lineup that. All right, let's get to the matchups first. Mm-hmm. Pitching matchups. Game one Whitlock versus Odorizzi. Game two Evaldi versus Jose Urquidy. And game three Pavetta versus Luis Garcia. How do we feel about those matchups? Um, 
again, I'm Whitlock didn't have his best start last time out, but I'm really looking for him to improve um, and keep getting stronger. It, it's it's really is interesting to me because I thought that like he they sort of threw him into this starter role. I thought that was going to be more a 2023 type thing. So he's really kind of like while he was a starter for his entire minor league career, he's kind of like honestly learning on the fly at the major league level. So there's only so much we can expect from him, but I'm expecting a pretty good start from him. I think I, Evaldi, outside of weirdly giving up a bunch of home runs this year, which is something that like he not necessarily did. Um, I think he's just, we can't really ask for more than that. And then if Pavetta can just get back up on what he just did in Texas, I mean, I think this could be, like really three really strong starts that they could really be getting from their starters. And I'm excited about it. Yeah. I think these line up really well for the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Uh Rizzi has been mm-hmm. really consistent this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then is like borderline getting kicked out of the rotation. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Jose Urquidy has been a little bit underwhelming as well. ERA is like four and a half. Uh, Garcia has been really freaking good, which mm-hmm. kind of expected that. Yeah. Um, so this this feels like putting our our best foot forward here against a team that's really surging right now. Mm-hmm. So that feels like these line up pretty well for what should be a, a competitive series. Yeah, I'm excited. So that feels like they've got some momentum to pull pull from there. Uh, lineup: the Astros rolling out looks pretty familiar. Jose Altuve, Michael Brantley, Alex Bregman batting third, Jordan Alvarez fourth, Kyle Tucker, Yuli Gurriel. Chase McCormick, University of Maine product, Jeremy Pena batting eighth, Martin Maldonado ninth. I mean, that's pretty deep. That's still a great lineup. Like, it's interesting because there were years where, like, obviously the Astros just weren't a good team and they had to really draft and develop. And now it's almost an embarrassment of riches that you can, like, get rid of Carlos Correa and pretty much not miss a, a, a beat. Which is, you know, and even George Springer and not miss a beat. Like they said goodbye to George Springer and then made the World Series without George Springer. They told Carlos Correa he could go do whatever he wanted to do. And they're first in the AL West right now on a huge win streak. Like it's incredible. Like cheating aside, it's still impressive what the Houston Astros have been doing since like 2017. Yeah, it is. It is really frustrating. And that's like, um, like you mentioned, Jeremy Pena filling in at shortstop now for Correa has been pretty damn good. <laughs> Hitting 276, 339 OBP, nice. 514 slug, mm-hmm. six homers, and a steal on the season. <laughs> that is pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty darn good. Um, This is going to be one of the tougher lineups yeah. uh, that the Red Sox face uh, and also one of the deepest yeah, that's like a uh, deep five. That's like a really deep five, that first five in that batting order. It's crazy. Yeah, and Guriel is always just is always a really tough at bat because mm-hmm. he always it just draws up a ton of walks and just wears you out. Um so that like you always think because he's like thirty-six now at this point, he's really old. Um thirty-seven. I was worried uh, off. Yeah. And he's actually he turns thirty-eight. In a matter of days. So Yeah, he's, he's like a lot older than, like, I always, like, I forget he's older because he broke into the league a little later. Yeah. Yeah, and at 38, he's still an extremely tough out. Yep. You know, I mean, he's not going to, like, burn you with a dinger um, at this point, I don't think. But he's still going to make you work into a deep count 
and he's not going to give you an easy at bat, which is just pesky and frustrating. And yeah, it's going to be tough. So if uh, we want to have another series where the the starters don't walk anybody, this would be a perfect time. That would be great. Because <laughs> they don't want to run into some free outs there and free at bats. Um, ran through the, all the stats. That looks pretty good. Let's get on to our prediction then. Um, what do you got for series and MVP? Yeah. Um, as again, again, it's going to be tough. It's really going to come down to our starting pitching. But, you know, uh, like you said, Luis Garcia could be the most difficult of the three. I think they can get to Odorizzi and Urquidy. So I'm going to – I'm still going with my Sox, trying to trying to give good vibes. I think 2-1 Red Sox. And I think Alex Verdugo, you know, just had a little little bit of a bump and some bruises, but he just turned 26. Like, I think that I'm, – I'm hoping that Alex Verdugo is going to come out and have, like, a really good series. That's That's my prediction. Yeah, I also went offensive with my MVP. I went with Bogarts, but I went with the Astros to take two out of three um, just because they're really hot yeah. right now. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's also makes so much sense, too, at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, they are, I think the matchups are strong for mm-hmm. the Red Sox, but they could also, I mean, they're not easy mm-hmm. just because they match the Red Sox, uh, I think, are matching up well. Doesn't mean that they're easy matchups. True. I think it's going to be really competitive, uh, tough games for the Red Sox to win. Uh, but just because they may uh, drop two out of three doesn't mean that the offense is moving in the, in the wrong direction. So uh, I think that'll keep going. Bogarts, my MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we just keep going up from there. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. That is going to do it for us on this episode. Thanks for listening. We have a bunch of other great pods on this podcast and network, the Over the Monster podcast that Matt and Brian do. We have the uh, the Red Seat podcast that Jake and I do and the Socks on Deck podcast that Bob does. So keep your ears tuned to the Over the Monster podcast network for new episodes to drop um, all throughout the week. Uh, you can also find us at the Over the Monster where we do uh, roundtables and stuff. Uh, Bailey, do you have anything else? No, just follow me at Fraulein89. Come say hi. It's uh, pretty much all I do is talk baseball, so come talk baseball. Perfect. You can also find me at Spoken Keats. That is going to do it. Thanks for listening, and join us later in the week where we are here to uh, recap this series and preview four-game series against the Mariners. <laughs>